it's time for school. Rock School. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Play the chords, I'm playing all right. And Chad P. It's back from, believe it or not, 1381. What? The very first protest song. It could have been the very first song. (laughs) 1381. (laughs) Class is in. Good afternoon. It's Rock School. My name is Joe Burns. You already know this. Come on. You've heard the show before. I'm a professor right here in the communications department, Southeastern Louisiana University. Guy sitting next to me, his name is... Chad Bay. And he's a former student of mine, but, yep. you know, then again, you knew that. You Have knew you that. ever heard a song and the message of the song made you say, yes, I will do that. I I will get behind that message. I will recycle. I will do those, what uh, that song strong, says. Strong politically formed it songs. It gets you out there, right? Uh, I agree. Yeah. I disagree. I this. Mm. I that. I generally try to keep about as open a mind as possible, but uh, there are some songs to where you just you hear the lyrics and you go, you know what? I agree. That's right. I want to make change. You know, not all songs are just let's love each other. Let's dance. Let's this, let's that. A lot of artists attempt to use their music mm-hmm. to evoke change, mm-hmm. be it societal, be it political. And those songs are often titled protest songs. Protest. So what we've done is taken an hour today and put together a bunch of songs that are protest songs. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of protest songs that protested the Vietnam War yep. and protest the current war, protested the Second World War, protested social indignations, things like that. But there's also a lot of songs that were hits that people went, I didn't even know that was a protest song. I, di- I didn't know it was actually protesting anything. Yeah. I just I just thought it was a song that had a, you know, a, a weird message to it. I didn't know it was protesting a specific thing. And if, if you didn't know the story behind it, you wouldn't catch the it's actually a protest song. Yeah, you can catch yourself like getting so into the music at times to where you're singing the lyrics along and you really don't even know what you're saying. Yeah, you don't know that you're actually in part of a protest. Mm-hmm. I did some quick research into it. Have you ever heard of a song called The Cuddy Wren? No. You ever heard of it? No. It's back from, believe it or not, 1381. What? Research- yeah. Researchers oh, believe it is the very first protest song. Sure, it could a, have been the very first song. <laughs> 1381. <laughs> it's the first song that uh, uh, people believe was the very first uh, protest song. It was sung by English peasants uh-huh. against uh, feudal uh, oppression. Okay. The most recognizable, the song that is most quickly recognized yeah. uh, in terms of protest songs is We Shall Overcome mm-hmm. by the civil rights, or that came out of the civil rights movement mm-hmm. of the 1960s. Yeah. And the biggest hit that was a protest song, was Bob Dylan's Blowing in the Wind. Okay. It was the most influential and All such. Right. However, I decided to grab some songs that you could look at and go, well, yeah, that's a protest song, or, gee, I didn't know that was a protest song. I love the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't love the Rolling Stones? Thank you. They have a song called Do, 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 Heartbreaker. Okay. And people listen to it and they go, wow, that's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, listen to that great stuff that Billy Preston's on the keyboard and uh, this brand new effect that's out there called a wah pedal and it's really playing. It's a protest song? Yeah, it is. It's about a true story of a New York City police officer who stops a young kid 
and the young kid's got his hands in his pockets, and instead of stopping the kid, the New York City police officer pulls his gun, shoots the kid dead in the park. Oh, wow. Happened in the 1970s. Mick Jagger hated the story and wrote the story against what was happening to his city, New York City. So it's anti-police brutality. Uh Uh-huh. It's anti-drug use, Mm -hmm. and it's anti-what was happening to his favorite city at that time, New York City. So this is from the 1973 album Goat's Head Soup. We begin with protest songs. This is against police brutality, drug use, just basically what was happening to New York City at the time. It's the Stones' Do-Do-Do, Heartbreaker, I Want to Tear Your World Apart on Rock School. Goat's Head Soup is the album. I'm reading a fantastic book right now called Take a Walk on the Dark Side by Gary Patterson. And it talks all about the album Goat's Head Soup. And I'm going to turn it into a Rolling Stone show. And it's, I got to tell you. It's not going to be till after the first of the year. But I'm telling you, it's a wonderful, wonderful book. And I'm going to turn it into some good stuff. We, we, touched, we touched base just a second ago before we played that cut about some songs that you kind of get so caught up in. You don't realize that it's a protest song. Right. You don't that realize the message. song right there, if you can't understand the meaning of it and what it's about. <laughs> that was pretty straight. He's just forward. not paying attention. Yeah. yeah, he cuts to the chase. And he doesn't he doesn't even slur a whole lot of the words. You know, I'm looking at this thing here. I'm not sure we have played any songs to this point on the Motown label. I think this is going to be the first song on Rock School that we've played on the Motown label. And we write all our own material. I'm telling because you. Because our writers aren't on strike. We're not. We're, I mean, we're going to, I, wish, I wish we were on strike. Have you noticed that they take food to these people? We I could did. get free food yeah. all day if we would just go on strike. Uh, we have to go we've got to do the right thing and work for a living. Edwin Starr wrote a song, I'm telling you, War is the name of the song, and I don't know of any human being that doesn't know at least the hook. Oh, War. War. What is it good for? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. Mm-hmm. Say it again. And it is a protest song bar none. There's all these people that you know. Uh, the Undisputed Truth is the group that's yelling, uh, what is it good for, and backing him up. The song that they had a hit with, The Undisputed Truth, the song was Smiling Faces, Smiling yeah, 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 Faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I do know that. Mm. The instrumentation, all the music in the background is being done by the Funk Brothers, mm-hmm. which was the Motown house band. Bump, uh, bump, bump. That's bump, right. Bump. Whitfield, uh, Norman Whitfield, Barrett Strong helped write the song. This thing was just a hit wow, from the got an get-go. Cast on Absol- it, huh? You just can't lose with this thing. Edwin Starr has to be an absolute star. It's not a question. It's it. He had one hit. It's the only time you heard from him. Here's Edwin Starr. It's protest songs. This is War on Rock School.
I love the marching boots in there. Did you hear that? That's nice. Actual marching boots. They had boots on a, on a, on the ground. They actually had people with their hands inside of boots and marching them on the ground. It's Edwin Starr. War. What is it good for it right here hit, on huh? Rock School? Yeah, it's the only, only hit. hit. I'm not sure what he did after that. I'm sure. I mean, you don't have a hit that big and then not keep trying right. to have the guy. But in terms of top 40 hits, nothing. Wasn't mm. able to actually keep Who'd going with it. John Lennon and his lovely bride, Yoko Ono, they uh, they tried so many times all these different methods of... Uh, Awareness, mm-hmm. just attempting to get people to say enough with war, enough with anger, enough with hating one another, attempt to love one another. And one of their big attempts was this thing called a bed-in. Have you ever heard of their bed-in? I think so. That they, rings a bell. They crawled into bed together, and uh, they just simply stayed in bed and invited the media yeah, to uh, come yeah. and, and interview I them. Did hear that. And they decided, we're going to do this, and the media's going to come, and, and of course the media came. He's John Lennon. He could say, you know, I'm going to have a manhole cover in where he sits on a manhole cover and the media is going to come ask him questions about it. Well, he's doing this bed in and some guy's sticking a microphone in his face. What are you doing? And he says just off the top of his head, all we're saying is give peace a chance. Mm-hmm. Bing. You know, off there goes the light bulb. Yep. Well, he takes his guitar and over the next few days sort of puts this song together and mm-hmm. finally... You don't know this, but uh, stars, people who were popular at the time, began to sort of come in and sit around him at this bed, sort of lending their support. Mick yeah. Jagger yeah. came. And one of the other people that came, um, uh, like Bobby Darren came, Tony Cooper, Derek Taylor, Norman Mailer, Alan Ginsberg came. Obviously, you know, Timothy Leary was there. Somebody had to supply the LSD. <laughs> um, on June 1st, 1969, an eight-track tape machine was rented from a local music store, and they came in to record it. And if you get a hold of some of the tapes that are out there about the recording of it, mm-hmm. they had to stop a couple times because Tommy Smothers, as in the Smothers Brothers, yeah. the comedy team, yeah. Tommy Smothers was attempting to outplay John Lennon on the guitar. No way. Honest to goodness. Uh, <laughs> Tommy Smothers was playing, and there's, when you play a guitar, you, you can play these major chords. You know, play C to uh-huh. D to F to G. Well, there are these things called change chords. They're mm-hmm. like a, a minor chord you stick in the middle that makes it a smooth movement. Like a walker, like dun, dun, dun. dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it gets you to the next chord. Okay. Tommy Smothers was playing these change chords, and John Lennon got angry at him oh. and turned over and said, Tommy, just play the chords I'm playing, all right? You piece of chance, right. John. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. So they got in a fight playing the... Don't and they basically told Tommy Smothers, shut up, put your guitar down, we're going to record it now. And basically, it took two or three shots, but they rolled tape on it, and what you hear is a bed-in with John and Yoko and all of these stars sitting around and this sort of scattered lyric, and it became a hit. Hey. All we are saying... John Lennon, Yoko Ono, give peace a chance on Rock School. Two, one, two, three, four. You know, the Beatles were just... 
They just understood the concept of making something eminently singable. I mean, just think about the melody line. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, it's it's almost a child's song. It it's just simple. As, as long as it's eminently singable, people would pick it up. Something else. We'll be back here in a minute. We'll be in four boys. Programming on KSLU is underwritten in part by Home Theater Etc. With football season in full swing, Home Theater Etc. offers a variety of big and flat screen televisions for you to enjoy watching your favorite team on. Brands such as Elite by Pioneer, Hitachi, Sharp, Toshiba, JVC, Mitsubishi, and many others. They also come in different sizes, such as 50-inch, 62, and even 72-inch screens. Home Theater Etc. is located on the corner of Morris and Mooney across from Florida Parish's bank. The telephone number is area code Rock School as we do an hour of protest songs. And when you think protest songs, you think a lot about songs that are anti-war. And this one is no exception to that. This is Creedence Clearwater Revival from the album Willie and the Poor Boys back in 1969 talking about the uh, the Vietnam War. This one's called Fortunate Son. Now, what is a fortunate son? It was a nickname for somebody who threw a deferment, meaning... I am in college. I have oh. some kind of medical something or other. I can't go fight the war because right. I'm blind in one eye. I can't do this. I can't do that. Or I have this terrible affliction of having a very rich or very powerful father. Ah, see. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, the song is by John Fogarty. I know it's by CCR, but John Fogarty is the one that wrote it. And he stated that the song was indirectly inspired by David Eisenhower. The grandson of President Dwight White. David Eisenhower, yeah. who married Julie Nixon. Mm-hmm. The thing is, well, you're the, the, the son of Dwight David Eisenhower. Go fight. Oh, yeah. Go fight. Well, Eisenhower always said, well, I don't think the song's about me. And it was only later, later, later that John Fogarty even stated who the song was about. Eisenhower actually did later enlist in the Naval Reserve, but... The question was, was that enough? Was that when we're, did you see any action? Did you this? Did you that? Right. And I don't know if you remember, but our own president at the time, right now, was in that big fight. Were you in the reserve? Did you this? Did you that? Ah. Fortunate son. I ain't no fortunate one. My dad sold spark plugs, you know, mm-hmm. when I was growing up. Had, had a conflict occurred when I was 18 to 26 years old. I sure as heck would not have been one of the fortunate ones. Yeah, I was just lucky enough to have been born inside of a, a time period when nothing happened. Right. That's right. So here's CCR as we go on with the protest songs on Rock School. It ain't me, man. I ain't no fortunate son. I ain't no senator's son. Fortunate one. 
protest songs on rock school. I like hearing songs like this just so I can rub it in my mother's face. Who what? Used to, because she used to tell me all the time that ain't ain't a word. Well, well, it, it, it is a word. It's a contraction of am I not, uh-huh. which means if you say I ain't no fortunate son, you're saying I am I not no fortunate son. Yeah. So she's <laughs> right. So be quiet. Always, always say your mother is right because she's the one that can you know operate a uh, washing machine correctly. I'm 43 years old. I still can't operate a washing machine correctly. I, I can't do it. We got one more song before the bottom of the hour. This is this is a brilliant piece of music. It's one of these that is one of these songs you hear and you go, I've heard that before. I like it, but I have no idea who this is by. Are you familiar with a guy named Alvin Lee? Yeah, Alvin Lee. Alvin Lee. He plays this kind of weirdly shaped guitar. It's this little red picking guitar, and it has this neat little thing in it where the guitar strap is attached, that little bolt, and Mm -hmm. when he pulls on on the guitar, the bolt actually is attached to the B string. So when he pulls on it, it stretches the B string a little bit, and he can make the guitar <laughs> sound like a steel string instrument. He's really something else. But where he started out was in this band called Ten Years After. Mm-hmm. And it's called Ten Years After because, or at least the story goes, that the band got together ten years after Elvis. So that's okay. where the name came from, or at least that's the story they yeah. like to tell, that that's where it came from. Alvin Lee's original band was called Ten Years After. They played Woodstock. Okay. If you want to get into a, a real uh, argument with somebody who thinks they're a, a real genius with, uh, with music, say to them, okay, name all the bands that played at Woodstock and keep Ten Years After. Stuck in your head. That's chances one. Chances are they won't. Chances say it. are they won't pull that one out. This is a protest song of just the world in general. I'd love to change the world. Gorgeous guitar work. Ten years after on Rock School. Love to change the world. It's ten years after Alvin Lee, Leo Lyons, and a host of other musicians right Good here stuff. on Rock School. Yeah, mm-hmm. protest tune. Not anything in particular. Just the concept of I don't like the way things are right now, and I don't like the way things are right now. So you know what I want to do? What you want to do? I want to send an email to those jerks at Rock School and let them know exactly what's going on. How dear would jerks. I do that? You say, dear jerks, dear jerks, and especially that. One jerk named Joe. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, in the uh, two line, you put KSLU Rock School yeah. at gmail.com. KSLU Rock School at gmail.com. Yeah. And that's it. That's it? <laughs> you put in a subject line and. Yeah, dear jerks. Dear jerks. Dear jerks. You got a stump for me? I do. We're doing nothing but protest songs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're playing just a little too many Green Day tunes. Why? What you mean? I don't know. We're just playing a lot of Green Day. And I'll be honest with you, I don't really like Green Day all that much. Why? But for some reason, it keeps popping up. It when keeps... did we play Green Day? We played Green Day not too long ago, and we got into this big fight over whether they were punk or not, and oh, how much I kind of okay. like yeah, this and all yeah, that. And we also that. talked about what Green Day did. They just keep showing up. They keep falling nicely into these categories. And Does that make them a good band? I or? guess it does, but I'm not playing Green Day for a while. This is it. If you like Green okay. Day, I'm just I'm done playing Green Day for a while. I'm not playing any more. This is it. I can play this one and not play any more Green Day. What are you going to do if we get a 
email that says, Dear Jerk, play more Green Day. I'm going to write him back and say, <laughs> Jerk number one says, Don't play Green Day. <laughs> I'm not playing any more Green Day after this. So I take it we're doing a stump on Green Day. I don't have a choice. You know, the, the funny <laughs> thing about it is, every so often you have a piece of paper mm-hmm. and it's got the stump on it, yep. and I can look over and see it and nope. cheat. This one time it's in your head. This is in my brain. It's a dark and scary place full uh-huh. of files and cobwebs. And Okay, go ahead. Okay, we're playing American Idiot. Yeah, which from is the album American Idiot. American Idiot holding onto a heart that mm-hmm. kind of looks like a hand grenade. Yeah, there's a song on American Idiot that oh, I'll. I'll God, I own this album. Okay, go ahead. I'll give it to you as a lifeline, but right now I'm not going to tell it to you. There's a song. <laughs> I get on, to call someone. There's a song on American Idiot that hey, a certain Rangers. band across the pond accused Green Day of ripping them off. Oh, I've heard this. Okay, if you need the song, the Green Day song, I'll give it to you. Yeah, it may help. Oasis. It is Oasis. Oasis. Hey! It is. What's the name of the song? What's the name of the song they said they ripped off, though? They said, wait until we're dead. Who what is, is it? it? No, Come the, on. the song was Holiday, wasn't it? No. No, what's the name of the song? Boulevard of Broken That's Dreams. That's right, and they said, at least wait until we're dead before you steal they our did, music. Yeah, they said it was a ripoff of Wonderwall. You know what? Now, here's the thing. I don't really hear it. You'd have to. I don't, I don't know it either, but I'll make you bet if we went online and downloaded the, and I know places you can do this legally, mm-hmm. download the music mm-hmm. to Boulevard of Broken Dreams and download the music to Wonderwall. They're probably the same. I'll bet you'd see similar chordal structures to do it, and we'll go do that after the show. Was over. Just see. Okay. I got it right. You did. Now I'm going to play more Green Day. Hey. I don't want to be an American idiot. I want to get the stumps right on Rock School. <laughs> He's got a dirty mouth. Hey, you want to know something? I bet you didn't know. He's got a dirty mouth. Do you remember when I was your student and I used to color my hair all kind of different colors? I try to remember <laughs> as little as humanly possible. When Why? I came Why? in with the blue hair, I yeah. got that from Trey Cool, the drummer for yeah, Green Day. Yeah, the drummer Day. for Green Day. Because they used to color their hair. What and... did you used to use? Was that Kool-Aid or did you go buy oh, something? Man, at I, a... I bought something. It's called Manic Panic. Ew. No, 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 ooh. Did it, did it wash out or it what? It washed out. It did it really? You don't remember when I had the red hair and it started turning pink? Yeah, no. Well, yeah, it washes out. I was going to say, yeah, I, I remember <laughs> once I, I cut my hair. Ew. <laughs> we're, um, we're dealing with protest songs. I'm not going to do well with a, with a kid, am I? The nope. kid's going to get to 16, and I'm just going to have to make fun of him. <laughs> we're dealing with protest songs here, and uh, i got to tell you, I'm a big fan of the police, but I like Sting, even with his solo stuff. I love yeah. it to death. Don't stand so close to me. Now, his first solo album was called The Dream of the Blue Turtles, and it was because he had a dream of Blue Turtles, and only somebody who reads, I guess, great Russian literature would have dreams of blue turtles. My dreams, normally I'm pitching in World Series, mm-hmm. you know, for the Cleveland Indians, but he dreams of blue turtles. There's a song on uh, the Dream of the Blue Turtles called Russians, okay. where he borrows a theme from a Russian composer named Sergei Prokofiev, okay. um, and it is a warning against nuclear war, and it's it's one of those where... Neither side is correct. Neither side is right. Nobody has a monopoly on brilliance. Nobody has a monopoly on being the... Uh, how would how would you put it? Nobody has a monopoly on being the voice of reason. Okay, but but it seems that one side, if both sides drop their arms, it seems that one side would pick them up before the other, and that's the Russians. And 
Sting asks the questions, if it is equal on both sides, you hope that the Russians love their children too. As we talk about protest songs, I think this is a brilliant example. This is called Russians. It's Sting on Rock School. Gordon Sumner, Sting, 
who is way, way too smart for his own good. <laughs> That's Russians from the Dream of the Blue Turtles. we got to take a quick pause for the cause. We'll be back in one minute on Rock School. Rock School, as we talk about protest songs, I'm going to play a very famous one right now. And I saved this specifically for the second half of the show because uh, I have some some funny stories that go along with it. This is the Fixin' to Die Rag by Country Joe and the Fish. And this this song became very famous because of the way he performed it at Woodstock. Have you ever heard of Country Joe and the Fish? Mm, yes, yeah, no. Once, once. Well, they were they were a performer at Woodstock, and what happened was this song "Fixin' to Die Rag." It's 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 performed in the nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties, Tin Pan Alley way, which is why it's called a rag, you okay. know, like the maple leaf rag, sure. that sort of bouncy, happy, major key type stuff. Yep. Uh, Country Joe went on on stage and he said to the people at Woodstock, am I allowed to do um, sort of an audience participation? The guy said, well, yeah, of course, because when you listen to this, this is the album version, you'll hear him yelling, give me an F, give me an I, give me an S, give me an H. He spells out the word fish, Mm -hmm. country Joe and the fish. And then he goes into the song. Well, at Woodstock, he didn't spell out fish. What did he spell? He spelled out another four-letter word that started with F. What? Please feel free to let your imagination run wild. I am a brand new employee at a radio station. Oh no! And and by the way, the whole way through this Ow. thing, if you get Sorry. thank you for hitting the microphone. If you get the whole way, if you get a hold of the Woodstock CD and you get the uh, Country Joe and the Fish performance, yeah. he must say the F word thirty times. Oh wow! I get this. I'm a new employee at a radio station, <laughs> and I hand this to the midday guy, and I say, "No, you got to preview this." But you know, it's the it's the whateverth anniversary of Woodstock. Play these. Yeah. Play these on the air, but preview them. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, of, oh, course. of course. I'm the new guy. What do I What do I have to listen to this guy for? And he plays Country Joe and the Fish, and every single one of them went over the air. Yes. Every single one of them went over the air. So that's my thought of Country Joe and the Fish. You need not worry. No curse words in this. But in terms of protest song, very famous from the 1960s, the Fixin' to Die Rag. Protest songs on Rock School. Give me an I gotta tell you, it works as a protest song wow. because because of the fact that it's such horrible lyrics. Be the <laughs> first one on your block to have your son come home in a box. It works because it's such horrendous, horrible, horrible lyrics yeah. um, against this backdrop of such happy, happy, happy music. This, I tell you what, this I feel 19- like I'm at uh, the Barnum and Bailey. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's done with that that pipe organ, mm-hmm. and it has a, it has a, a kazoo in mm-hmm. it, and it has a fwee whistle in it, and, and all of that. And it works that way. Um, it, it, it gets its point across. It's that everything is so happy, but the lyrics, I mean, it's horrendous what yeah. they're actually saying inside of it, but... In terms of protest songs, it really works. Now, this is a song I picked out, and I wanted to play it earlier on, and I just flat out forgot it was on the list. And uh, luckily, you looked at me and said, well, what else do we have? And I went, oh, 
son of a gun. I have I actually have it here. This is you too. Sunday, bloody Sunday. And I see people listening to this, and I want to say to them, do you know the story behind this song, Sunday, Bloody Sunday? Probably not. Probably not. Sunday, Bloody Sunday is about a very famous day in the history of Ireland. Uh, in 1972, in a town called Derry, 13 unarmed civilians were gunned down by British troops. And it was called, it was nicknamed, Sunday Bloody Sunday. Mm -hmm. That's where it came from. This may very well be the most commercially successful protest song of the modern age. And when this is played in concert by U2, Mm -hmm. they normally play this song, then they stop and they play Bob Marley's Get Up, Stand Up, Stand Up for Your Rights. And when they finish that, they come back out of it and they finish Sunday Bloody Sunday. But it's one of these... You know, normally most people, they, they hear a guitar riff and they go, oh, that's that song or that's that song. Very seldom, and I know you're a drummer, mm-hmm. but very seldom does a drum beat begin uh-huh. and you go, oh, it's that song. Uh-huh. Like Walk This Way by Aerosmith. Yeah, you hear you the drum that. and you go, oh, that's that. Yeah. This is a song, in my opinion, when you hear that drum beat. You know I, what that is. I know it in three seconds. Yep. Sunday Bloody Sunday protest songs on Rock School. Sunday. That's, That's just a brilliant too. piece of music. It is. Man. It's it's fantastic, and it, it was early enough in their career that it set everything that they were about. You you kind of want to have that seminal song that sets who you are, yeah. not first, because that kind of disallows you to go in different directions. Mm-hmm. But they had that early enough. They had it was on the album War, if I'm not mistaken. They they had that early enough in the career that it set them as a protest band, a band that had you know a conscience about them mm-hmm. and but it didn't set it so late that they weren't able to go in different directions and sing songs like desire and mm-hmm. and songs that were just about love and uh you know i i took that train when love came to town right. with bb king and and just just wonderful stuff so we're going to wrap it up and i remember seeing sting one time he was in the rainforest and and somebody said to him you know why are you here and he said i want to bring conscience to this i want to bring conscience uh, to the united states and to other people who can help and he said and somebody said to him how long will you continue attempting to bring conscience to this and he said as long as it takes until there are no more problems and once there are no more problems then we can get back to writing songs that are about love and Boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl back. And when there are no more problems and that's all we care about, then then it's good. And then we haven't gotten to that point about. yet. Nope, but uh, yeah. hopefully by the time your son and my son gets old enough to worry about boy gets girl, boy meets girl, boy loses girl, there won't be the problems. Oh, and they're coming. They're yeah. coming. So we're going to wrap up the protest song hour. Uh, my name is Joe Burns. You are? Oh, you know who I am. You I'm Chad P. Chad P., ladies and gentlemen. We end with the most recognizable protest song of all times. The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. This is Rock School. Class is dismissed. Mm.
How many roads must a man walk down Before you call him a man How many seas must the white dove sail Before she sleeps in the sand Isn't how many times must the cannonballs fly Before they're forever banned The answer, my friend